1: Happy Monday. Today we are diving into magnesium and my husband totally heard me talk earlier as I'm weird. And I was like, we can call it magnesium Monday. And he's <laughs> like, You're such a dork.
0: <laughs> well, I feel like the, here's the hard thing is like, I feel like if we did magnesium Monday, it would need to be every Monday. That's like about magnesium. Um, but magnesium, I got super geeked out on this. Yeah. Um, I love learning about stuff like this and I know you are the same. And so hopefully you guys will find it just as interesting as we do. Um, and what's always, as we talk about things in terms of like nutrients and potential supplementation and stuff like that, Liz and I are not doctors. We are not medical professionals. We are nutritional experts. We do a lot of research around this stuff. Um, and we make sure that what we are saying is very, you know, credentialed and verified. Um, but these are not prescriptions. These are not like, you need to go and start doing this and you go tell your doctor, we told you to do this. Like, Always consult with your doctor, but we're going to talk about why you know they might also not have the most information or as much as you may think around this stuff. And we want to give you the info, you do with what you choose. Yeah, um, I mean, there's
1: definitely, I mean, we listen to a, a few different podcasts, right, with doctors that we learn from, and you know, some of our mentors in the space, but. I think, you know, at the end of the day, when we reference that some don't have, you know, as much in-depth knowledge or information or understanding about just how important certain minerals are to the body, um, we have to remember too that all doctors are kind of specialized in their one area of focus. And so it would be hard for them to understand everything that they need to, but this is such an important thing that needs to be incorporated in everyone's lifestyle. I mean. I think every single person should be taking some form of magnesium. I'm, as we go through this, I think you will understand and realize that too. And I know for myself, I have been taking it for a few years after I did my own research and it has made a tremendous difference. Um, it's very, very important. And it's something that we need to you know, take daily. And I'm excited for you to hear all of the things that it can impact. And we can tell you firsthand, we utilize magnesium with many of our clients for symptom relief, and it works. Yep. So Absolutely. research so, backed, doctor backed, and we're just going to hear, <laughs> share it with you today in a digestible way. Cause sometimes, you know, when we listen to those things and we geek out on some of the terms, it's like, yeah, most people don't understand what this is
0: saying. Yeah. So here's the thing. What is magnesium? Like let's first address like what magnesium is, why it's important and why it's becoming a problem for so many people. So magnesium is the most abundant mineral in the body. And it has roles in pretty much every like enzymatic function and process that has to happen. Um, and you know like hundreds, 600 to 800 it's estimated enzymatic processes which require magnesium as a co-enzyme, meaning the reaction can't happen without magnesium as like a partner to other things in the body. Um, so it, the problem today is that soil, doesn't contain magnesium like it used to because of big pharma, because of agriculture, they have dug so deeply into the soil that there's very little levels of magnesium left in our food. So back, you know, 30 to 50 years ago, there might've been adequate levels of magnesium in our diet. Now there aren't because it's essentially been removed from the soil for that essentially turns into what we get from our food. So it becomes a big problem because what we could be getting from food, we no longer can get from food in adequate levels.
1: Yeah. And it's super, super important. And as you just mentioned, over six to 800 enzymatic functions in the body, but it supports functions as wide ranging as keeping your heart rate steady to helping with production of glutathione, which is necessary for detoxification processes in your liver, supports bone formation and strength protein synthesis, and keeping your blood sugar steady. So without enough magnesium, we can end up with heart palpitations, leg cramps. This is super common. We see this a lot with clients, migraines, another one, especially related to PMS migraines. Sometimes this can even be due to the fact of like having too much vitamin D without enough magnesium as magnesium is necessary for the conversion of vitamin D to the active form. So again, here's another example of how it's a coenzyme we need these things to be able to absorb some of the other supplements or nutrients that, you know, we're getting either through food and nutrition um, animal products or through other supplementation, but it can also um, cause
0: stomach spasms that can make you think that you actually have heartburn too. It's crazy. Like a, a big issue that I, when I was doing a little bit more research on this, and one thing that I found really interesting was its interaction with calcium. So magnesium has a very special, um, Kind of relationship with calcium and potassium especially um and you know a lot of people know about like calcification that can happen in the body so like particularly on kidneys it can happen with gallstones so a lot of times this can be because there's too much calcium and too little magnesium there's actually a doctor um dr boland in new zealand that did a research study that showed that women who simply take calcium supplements are at a higher risk of heart disease because you can actually get a good amount of calcium from your diet, especially if you're consuming dairy. And when you are getting in so much calcium but not enough magnesium, then that becomes an issue. So other studies identified kidney stones, gallstones, heel spurs, breast tissue calcification as being caused by calcium supplements. So like various researchers over the years equated calcification with aging And it is almost being done willingly it seems because of the the calcium supplements that are recommended by so many people. A big person that dives into this research is Dr. Carolyn Dean. She's kind of like a magnesium expert. She wrote the magnesium miracle. um, And she's one of like the leading experts and researchers on magnesium. She kind of realized this interaction with calcium and magnesium and that it was driving calcification. So like I mentioned, calcium, magnesium kind of relate very closely and at a biochemical level, not to get too sciency, but they kind of antagonize each other. So many enzymes whose activities critically depend on a sufficient amount of intercellular magnesium, 10,000 more times than calcium will be detrimentally affected by small increases in levels of cellular calcium. So the growth of cells, cell division, intermediary metabolism, like all of these are so dependent on the availability of magnesium and it can be compromised when there's excess calcium present. So they kind of battle in a way. And a lot of people tend to have more calcium than magnesium and result in all of these issues.
1: Yeah. And it's hard to test too. We know, you know, we have clients who get blood work and we can look at things, but symptoms will tell us more than maybe blood work because the blood serum testing is not really accurate as it only shows about 1% of the total body magnesium um, in that vein. And that 1% is like what protects the heart, but we need to see, do we have enough magnesium for all of the other cellular functions? Totally. So yeah. without yeah. enough magnesium, that heart goes into spasms and the blood level is always dipping into the reserves. So the heart symptoms are usually the last to form. So normal ranges here too for magnesium, kind of like thyroid ranges, they keep getting lower and lower because they're going off of the averages in these blood serum tests in humans, which over time we're coming more and more deficient and more unhealthy. Same thing that we see happening with the thyroid labs, right? Like Those ranges continue to get wider and wider because they're going on average testing rather than what is optimal or what should be. And so this is where we start to see symptoms show up. Like with energy, the Krebs cycle, we see fatigue, the muscle spasms, like we mentioned, brain fog, migraines. There's a lot of things that can happen when we don't have enough magnesium to act as that coenzyme. And then when we're taking medication, that can deplete your magnesium even worse, especially people who are on birth control, which we talked about in our birth control podcast, because in order to make drugs more powerful, big pharma started putting fluoride in our drugs you know cholesterol statins blood pressure prozac you know other depression medications antibiotics that fluoride binds to magnesium and can, re- can create further deficiencies so super super important here that we are looking at you know what are some of our symptoms and how do we supplement appropriately and so yeah. now we're going to talk about like
0: kind of the top 10 benefits of magnesium yep so magnesium reduces anxiety reduces stress and it improves relaxation by supporting the HPA axis. So that adrenal stress response, magnesium is super important for ATP production. And anyone that is stressed, magnesium is one of the first things that starts to get depleted when you're under stress. Mm -hmm. And so for people um, like everyone right now in COVID, everyone is stressed. Magnesium is becoming more and more deficient in the body because it's usually the first thing to go. And because it is required, it makes sense. Like if if you think about it, because it's required for so many enzymatic functions, when you are stressed, your body is functioning at this higher state. It's in more need of energy because the body's trying to bring that stress down. So more things are happening in the body, more magnesium is required for all these functions. And so of course it's going to be depleted. And then you're going to feel like crap because you don't have enough of it to kind of complete all of these things. So it's huge for people that are under high stress or anxiety. Magnesium helps with blood pressure. We'll talk talk about that in a second with um, the impact it can have. And like when you do start to supplement with it, what do you want to watch out for? But sometimes it's even recommended for people that are have high blood pressure because it helps.
1: Yeah, yeah. The second thing here that I think is huge with, and we've recommended Calm, I don't know how many years to many, many hundreds of clients at this point, right? Because magnesium can help with difficulty falling asleep, or staying asleep. So what we recommend is taking in about an hour before bed. One of the supplements that we really like is called C-A-L-M, CALM, hence the name there that is kind of giving you that relaxation that you wanna feel if you're struggling to fall asleep or stay asleep, or maybe you just feel this like tired and wired. The third thing here is that it promotes healthy estrogen levels. So by supporting the detoxification pathways in the liver, magnesium promotes a healthy excretion of estrogen. Which may reduce the risk of the like monthly PMS symptoms here, breast tenderness, fibroids, heavy periods, and even endometriosis, endometriosis symptoms. So one of the biggest things that I've seen when we're treating symptoms with magnesium, we have to take it in a higher dose until we kind of get some of these PMS or monthly symptoms under control. But it's really, really important that we take the right types for those, and we'll get into that, you know, a little bit later. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, It's, it also like, you know, it prevent, it promotes these healthy estrogen levels and it, those also help prevent, you know, menstruation cramps, PMS symptoms, period pain. We recommend increasing it before your period. Um, You know, if you're taking like a baseline level of magnesium up it by, you know, a couple hundred milligrams a couple days before your period to help ease with those like Liz mentioned, calm, calm is a certain form of magnesium called magnesium citrate. Um, it helps with constipation. So I don't love, you know, just living off of Metamucil and things like that. Um, I know that a lot of doctors recommend Metamucil for constipation, but here's the bottom line. And hopefully if you've listened to us before, you understand we are big talkers of poop. Um, You should be pooping every day. And if you're not pooping every day, it's not a fiber. I mean, maybe it's a slightly a fiber problem. There's something else going on. We need to understand like, what's the bottom line that's happening that's causing us to not go to the bathroom every day. Sure. You can take Metamucil to help, but no one wants to live off of fiber supplements for the rest of their life. And sometimes too much fiber can actually cause a problem too. So for constipation, magnesium citrate can help basically make the stools kind of on a looser side because it pulls water into the stool. So it helps you, you know, essentially go to the bathroom easier, pass stool easier. Um, You'll know if you took too much because you end up having diarrhea. So it's very easy. Magnesium is a natural laxative in some forms. And so it's not dangerous technically to really Supplement with because you end up just pooping it out. So it's not like you know going to be a huge issue. There are some things that it can interfere with, which we'll talk about in a second. It also helps balance blood sugar and reduces cravings for those of us that struggle with cravings. It like helps you know. Cravings. What I said, like chocolate cravings. Yes, I love chocolate. Um, and also for those of us that have PCOS, PCOS, it could actually be even more important and helpful um, to be taking. Magnesium to help with that.
1: Yeah. Okay. So I think I've already mentioned this one, but it can prevent migraines and it can possibly also uh, prevent or reduce the menstrual migraines as well. We know that, you know, our hormones are constantly changing throughout the month. Um, but when we are looking at our cycle, if we constantly get these migraines every single month, we want to make sure that we're taking adequate amounts of magnesium. And then if you are someone that has those, you know, really intense migraines, we want to substitute two with vitamin B2, about 400 milligrams there would be good um, to combine with magnesium. Okay. The next one here is that it, can reduce menopausal symptoms. So for all the ladies out there that are in menopause, I know this will be something that you definitely wanna listen to because magnesium deficiency can play a role in hot flashes, night sweats, mood swings, inability to sleep right insomnia and then long term complications such as osteoporosis okay so one study actually showed that magnesium can relieve these symptoms too in women undergoing breast cancer treatment and then they didn't have to use hormone replacement therapy so see how magnesium here is playing such a big role
0: in so many different functions in all seasons of life yeah it also may play a protective role in thyroid health so The WIMED trial, W-O-M-E-D, M-E-D. Wow, spelling is not my strong suit today. (laughs) I should have just tried to sound it out. Um, Essentially, this trial found direct correlation between magnesium levels and thyroid health. Magnesium is also important for vitamin D's important functions, like we talked about, including supporting the thyroid. Now, I'm going to tail on this in terms of weight loss. Magnesium helps the body digest, absorb, and utilize proteins, fats, and carbs. It also is necessary for insulin to open up cell membranes for glucose to come in. And it helps prevent obesity genes from expressing themselves. Little fun facts in there, but all things that impact weight loss, which I know a lot of us listening are hoping for, you know? And lastly, it slows the effects of aging. Chronically low magnesium levels result in excessive production of oxygen-derived free radicals. And low grade inflammation tends to happen, which then plays a role in many of the symptoms we commonly associate with aging, things like cognitive declines and wrinkles. And you can take magnesium to start to slowly reverse these effects. Yeah.
1: So many benefits of magnesium. Okay. So what types of magnesium do we like? So we already mentioned um, magnesium citrate, right? Because that can help with constipation. It can also help with sleep. Um, But we really like magnesium glycinate as well because magnesium glycinate and magnesium citrate are both easily absorbed. And therefore it's, they can be also utilized together too. Like you can take both of them and their own doses and and do that safely. Okay. Um, We just, again, want to warn you, if you are going to take the calm and you're going to start with that uh, magnesium citrate, We want to make sure that you're doing like half of the dose to start. So I always recommend one teaspoon. Um, The label will tell you two teaspoons is the dose. Start with one teaspoon, see how you do, give it a few days. uh, And then you could, you know, work your way up if you feel that you need to. Um, But as that naturally pulls water into the bowels, we don't want to get your stools, you know, too, too loose. um, Because at the
0: end of the day, no one wants to be, you know, run into the bathroom. (laughs) Totally. I, uh, (laughs) I w- I was learning the hard way with magnesium calm. I went to, I went with the um, you know, the dosage level which I believe is 2 teaspoons yeah. on the bottle. Um, start with one. People start with 1 teaspoon. Um, so for these symptoms, you know, on top of the constipation, anxiety, poor sleep, magnesium glycinate works really well. Um, you know, it may be 8 to 12 weeks too before you start to see the benefits. Some people it's days, some people it's just a couple of days. But the dosage level for these Testing for magnesium, like we talked about, unfortunately isn't very readily available or very accurate. Um, Like Liz was talking about, they only test blood serum levels and there's only about 1% of your total magnesium in blood serum level tests. And so it's actually mostly an electrolyte. So you won't be able to really see it as much. And like Liz was saying, the only thing that they're testing for is basically the the necessary needs of magnesium being sent to the heart, because obviously we want to keep our heart going. And so that's constantly pulling on your other reserves. You don't really know if you have low magnesium just from a blood blood serum test. And so that's why a lot of times doctors tend, like I should say holistic doctors tend to go straight to supplementing because it's a very safe thing to use. And Because you can kind of see with symptoms whether they start to get relieved or not. So the Office of Dietary Supplements recommends an upper limit dose of 350 milligrams. Here's the thing, though. This is for general nutritional needs. This is not for symptom reversal, which research and doctors have seen requires 500 to 1,000 milligrams a day. So some studies use dosages of 600 milligrams a day for certain conditions basically reinforcing the need for higher doses at time. It's best to discuss the dose with your doctor and what's best for you, especially, here's the thing, there's a couple of small interactions that can happen. If you're on blood pressure medication or if you're on heart rhythm control medication, both of which magnesium can actually help with, but you just might wanna adjust your medications to be lower levels if you start taking magnesium because they can obviously sometimes drop blood pressure too low if you supplement with too high of a level and you're also on blood pressure medication. So that's just a caveat there. Um, and, and understand, you know, this is a very safe nutrient to take. This is one thing that is hard because unfortunately, if you think about it, doctors go to school for a long time, but there's also a massive amount of information that they have to learn in that time. And unfortunately, nutrition and Nutritional education for how to solve problems is not fully one of them. Um, This is actually something Dr. Carolyn Dean um, talks about a lot in her research. She's she is a doctor. Um, She's a doctor. She's a holistic doctor, um, and she talks about how unfortunately doctors are kind of trained to be isolationists, meaning that they look at the problem and they get taught to solve that problem with, you know, what solves that problem, not why is this problem happening. Um, And so that's why we have to look at symptoms. We have to look at like what's causing high blood pressure versus here's a high blood pressure medication, you know, what's causing the migraines versus here's a medication for migraines. You know, we have to look at what's causing these things so we can get relief and not just end up on medication after medication after medication and not question, you know, like so many people are like, well, is magnesium safe to take? Of course, magnesium is safe to take your body should have magnesium naturally in it. You get it from your food, but so many of us are deficient in it and these symptoms are showing us that. And so so you know it's I find it really funny sometimes. Like we're so we're so confident taking all these drugs from our doctors when these drugs in reality, FDA does not go through very thorough testing with these drugs, but then we're afraid to take natural substances that are naturally occurring in our foods to help with our health.
1: Yeah. Well, the very frustrating piece is that many of these things. Can be fixed with natural supplements. But when you go to the doctor, you know, I had a client who was struggling with um, menstrual migraines. Okay. And so I kept telling her, we need to do magnesium 400 milligrams a day. And then we're going to bump up 600, 800 into, you know, the days, lead, three days leading into your period and two days at the start of your period. And we're going to do this for a couple of months. And so she goes to the doctor, she's talking to the OB about it. And the OB basically told her to take, you know, Migraine medicine, NASADS, right? Like ibuprofen or Excedrin migraine. And I'm like, okay, well, that's a band-aid for sure. And I don't disagree that if you want to take that, you know, until we get mag- enough magnesium in your symptoms or enough magnesium in your system to control the symptoms, sure, you can use that as a temporary fix, but it should not become a monthly thing. Long story short, she goes back. Next month, the doctors, you know, like, oh, you know what, I think you should actually start to um, incorporate magnesium because these symptoms still haven't improved. And she's like, don't worry, my health coach has already had me on magnesium for, you know, two months now and they've gotten better. And now she doesn't have them at all. But why wasn't that recommended first? Why was it that the the Excedra migraine is going to be the initial recommendation? Because that's part of the drug industry right? That's a whole nother can of worms that are going to go down. So mm-hmm. dosage, you know, I'll share mine and, you know, Becca can share hers. I take um, Calm every night. I take one teaspoon and then I do take 400 milligrams a day of magnesium glycinate or a blend, a magnesium blend that I have that has a um, couple other types. Cause there's a lot of types of magnesium out there, um, but mm-hmm. magnesium glycinate and um, citrate are the best
0: absorbed in the body. Yeah. I take magnesium glycinate. Um, I've been doing that. I do 450 milligrams a day I've actually upped it I'm now doing 650 milligrams a day just because I have been kind of just feeling overall fatigued I feel like I've had higher stress recently um and I haven't noticed like any negative side effects of taking 450 and I think that you know the extra is totally fine um and so I've stuck with magnesium glycinate and uh It's, you know, I've been feeling better. I've definitely been focusing on being more consistent with it because I'm not always the most consistent supplement taker, Um, but yeah, no, it's unfortunately we cannot get it very well from our food anymore. And so like Liz was saying too, the, you know general normal ranges that a lot of doctors tell you are now based on sicker and sicker populations. We don't want to be normal, guys. Like Liz and I, don't want to live normally. We want to live optimally, and that is how we treat our clients. That is how we treat our life. That is how we treat the food that we consume and the supplements that we take because we're not about normal here. So hopefully, you've understood that um, we are far from normal in the food code world. So hopefully, this has been educational. Um, if it has, drop us a note. Let us know if there's anything else you want to learn about. Um, any other supplements? Any other nutrients? Any other vitamins? We would be happy to talk about it, but. This is probably one of the top ones that we really like. And we recommend to a lot of our clients to look into.
1: I would say this is beyond digestive enzymes. This is the one Mm -hmm. thing that we recommend the most um, to clients. So what we will do is we'll drop some links to Amazon with our favorite um, brands for magnesium. So if you are someone who wants to incorporate this, you know, into your daily um, lifestyle, and improve your health through magnesium, you can find those links in the show notes. And with that, we hope you guys have a great Monday. We'll be back on Wednesday. Thank you for spending your time with us. We are honored to be able to help educate you and improve your life. If you've enjoyed this, please take a screenshot, share it on Instagram and tag us at lsn.coach and leave us a five-star reading and review on iTunes as this helps us grow and reach others. So if you have any questions, feel free to shoot us a DM or an email and we will talk to you soon. Have a great day.